morning, everyone. This is the Politicking Podcast with Destiny. And today I have a very, very, very special guest with me kicking off season two. I have, we call him Smart. He is a rapper and a boxer. But Smart, I just want to thank you for adding value to my platform um, and being on this show today. I'm very excited to get to talk to you and learn more about your story and you know, just hear your perspectives on the entertainment industry. Just for a little bit of background, I saw a video maybe about two or three weeks ago with Smart. Um, he was in a video with Math Hoffa, who was additionally a business owner and a rapper. And they were talking about a lot of things um, pertaining to the entertainment industry, uh, their careers, and, and some things that they've learned along the way. So um, in my opinion, just watching that video from a consumer standpoint, uh, the host and some of the guests didn't really give Smart a chance to speak uh, because he did have a differing opinion. And so I just wanted to allow him to be on a platform where his opinions are respected and listened to. So again, Smart, thank you for coming on today. Because a lot of people say, well, you know, man, I wish they would just let him speak. I wish they would let him speak. Well, with the math Hoffa situation, um, it's my belief that Math Hoffa is more concerned with not offending people so it doesn't limit the people that comes on his show. And mm-hmm. me and him, you know, um, our friendship had a falling out, you know, because of the show. And, and, and I told him, I said, well, if you have people on the show, their opinions are their own. Like, I don't believe that we should all share a common opinion at all time. I think us being individuals and, and, having individualistic thought allows for not only better content, but it allows for ideas and perspectives to, um, to, 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 to be expressed. And then that's how, you know, that's how change, that's how change comes. And that's how, um, that's how the world, that's how the world is. Right. I don't think anybody, you know, like you may, you may like mayonnaise, you know, I, I hate mayonnaise. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I may like hot sauce. Mm-hmm. You may hate hot sauce, right? We're, we're, all, we're, we're all different in our own unique way. Mm-hmm. And I think there has to be a level of um, patience um, before understanding. I think there has to be a level of patience with our differences. And then through that patience, it creates a conducive, a conducive environment for uh, understanding. I agree. And, you know, just with the way society is, people like patronize you for your views and, and your opinions. But one thing that I wanted to get into is is your story, your upbringing. You know, where are you? I You're in New York, Philly area. Yeah. Harlem, <laughs> New York. Yeah. So are you from there? Yeah, for sure. What was your upbringing like? Um, man, it was very, um, very turbulent very um inconsistent never you know never was a steady home it was you know it was you know my mom was couch surfing you know friend house to friend house to friend house mm-hmm. to shelter to live with my grandparents for a little bit living with my aunts you know <laughs> you know i kind of like moved around and bounced around so i never got a chance to not even have any true friends right because I never stayed in one one neighborhood, one block long enough to develop any type of a, 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 a peer group. So, I mean, my upbringing was tough. My mother was addicted. My mother was a, um, addicted, um, you know, uh, to drugs. 
So I had to deal, I had to deal with that. And it was just tough, man. That, that's the best way I could say. A lot of abuse. It's just a lot, man. A, a lot of um reject rejection from my family. Mm -hmm. Um, and I remember growing up as a kid, I always felt, I always felt, I always felt uh misunderstood and alone. I I, I always feel like like shit, man. Like <laughs> well, I'm always by myself, right? But so mm -hmm. that's the best way I can explain it. Um just tough upbringing, very, very tough. And how did that influence, you know, the path that you're on now in terms of how did you transition to uh, your career? Did you start rapping first or did you start boxing first? And how was that transition? Um, well, I mean, before I was rapping or boxing, I mean, I was I was in the street, man. You know, I was I was selling drugs. I was robbing people. I was getting the shootouts, high speed car chases with the police. I mean, this shit was like a ghetto James Bond movie. <laughs> okay <laughs> all right um it was just tough man and i was you know i was mad at the world i was just mad i was i, I remember i remember like being as a teenager i was just very mad and, and 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 i felt very um destructive and very uh uh you know just rebellious and i didn't give a fuck about nobody i didn't give a fuck about myself and I had so much rage, I had so much pent up aggression. Um, so music provided a, a way for me. But I remember my, my, my early introduction to, to even writing was my grandmother had got sick. My grandmother had got sick and she had pneumonia and she went to the hospital and I thought I never was gonna see her again. So I wrote, I, I was writing her letter and I was trying to write it in and I just ended up writing a poem. And it basically was just about like, you know, I, I need you, Grandma. Don't don't leave now. I don't have no mother. You, know, you can't leave me now. You can't leave me now. And when my grandmother got better, she got to the hospital. She told me that letter was one of the main reasons why she got better. So as a kid, I believed that my words had power, and I felt like a fucking superhero. So I just, you know, and I would always write. I would always write. Maybe one or two lines here and there, here and there. And you know, as I got older, I think I developed my my writing ability. And it eventually turned into um, actual rhymes. But it was crazy because I remember this need, like this incessant need for authenticity. And I wanted to, every rap I wrote at the time, I wanted to make sure I lived it. So I, I remember getting in a, a, a car chase with the police because I wanted to put that in the, in the, in the song. You know, I remember doing a robbery and having a gun because I wanted to say, yo, yeah, I had a gun. And man, you know, that's the, and that's the, I think that's how dangerous music is. That's how, if, that's how positive and negative uh, music is because music can influence you to do, do bad or do good. Mm -hmm. So I remember just wanting to, I don't know. I just wanted to, I wanted to prove myself. I wanted to be, you know, I had a very, um, negative definition or, or negative perception of myself. So I just wanted to be a gangster. I want everybody to be afraid of me. I want everybody to fear me. I want everybody to respect me. I was just so big on that. And, you know, and it, and, and it, and it translated into my music. Um, in terms of boxing, man, I've been, I feel like I've been in a boxing ring since, I feel like my first boxing ring was my mother's womb, mm. right? I feel like my, my first, first boxing ring I ever was in was my, 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 my mother's womb because 
she, you know, she was going through it with my father at the time. And my father was getting married. And my father um, was seeing another woman. And, and my mother was pregnant. And, and, and she was arguing and fighting with my father and trying to get him to buy into... She was trying to get him to buy into, like, this family that he never wanted with her. Mm. So, you know, children inside the belly is influenced by the environment. So I kind of was kind of born into dysfunction. I was kind of born into, you know, having, you know, having a fight. Because my, my, my mother, you know, she told me this. She, she, she said she hated me because I looked so much like my father. And, you know, she would abuse me and beat me because she felt like hurting me was almost hurting him. So I became, in her mind, subconsciously, maybe a version of my father, and she would just beat me, beat me, beat me, beat me, beat me, and just, like, just say all types of fucked up shit to me. So I grew up having to defend myself mentally, emotionally, you know? I remember my mother left me in a fucking crack house. I almost got raped by one of the guys in there. I fought him tooth and nail and then jumped out a window, you know, as a kid, you know? So this shit, I mean, I've been fighting my whole life. Being in the system, being in Rikers Island, going to prison, going to, uh, uh, you know, C-74, you know, you, <laughs> they, call, they used to call it animal lesson. We fight, we fighting for the phone. We fighting for everything. And you, you either going to be a wolf or a sheep. And I said, hey, man, I prefer to be a wolf. You know, and I'm a very intelligent guy. I'm an extremist. So if I'm, if I'm fighting, I'm, I, I want to get good at it. You know, so I started searching and trying to figure out who was the best fighters and then asking them questions and asking them questions. And then it kind of, you know, it kind of evolved into me actually, you know, learning how to fight. I mean, I, I always was a knockout artist, but I started to learn how to fight. I started to learn how to, um, you know, uh, protect myself. And I think I think that was the was my intention. Right. Because I always wanted to protect myself because I never felt loved or protected. So mm -hmm. that was like, fuck that. I'm going to protect myself. You know, and as I got older, I, I dibbled and dabbled in boxing gyms. And but now, I mean, man, I'm completely locked in. Mm -hmm. um, I'm fighting December. I, I fight December 25th. Um, I, I'm excited about this. And not to be long winded about the, you know, answer the question, but, you know, music came first and then came boxing. And I'm, I, I'm, I'm loving it all. That's good to hear. And especially, you know, your background, just turning your your pain into, you know, something more productive. And unfortunately, you know, with, uh, you know, some people that we grow up with, they just uh, they're not able to, you know, really translate that. And they get, you know, they're stuck in jail or they're, you know, stuck in the streets. So I really admire the fact that you turned your pain into to something positive. So with you being in, in two industries and, and kind of seeing parallels, you know, you being in sports and then you being um, in the entertainment music industry, what would you say are some similarities and differences in terms of how you navigated both of them and which which one do you feel like has granted you a little bit more productivity or success or has just helped you progress a little bit more? I mean, music gave me, they both, you know, they both gave me outlets mm -hmm. for, for, on my pain. They both gave me outlets for <clears throat> my demons and they both provided me an opportunity to, to fight my demons. Right. So music became like this, you know, one-sided therapist, <laughs> you know what I mean? Where I could just, I could just, uh, instead of me talking to the therapist, 
Mm-hmm. Um, I'm rapping to the therapist. Instead of me sitting uh, on, you know, uh, on, on, on the doctor's couch, I'm sitting, I'm sitting in the booth, okay? Right. Um, boxing, boxing, man, same thing. I mean, you know, I could, I could find an outlet for the rage. Mm-hmm. Boxing provided me with an outlet for the aggression. Mm-hmm. Boxing provided me with an outlet for, you know, just letting it out. You know, and 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 there's nothing more fulfilling than you know punching a heavy bag or you know cracking a cracking a spawn partner, you know, in, in the head. You know what I mean? <laughs> you feel me? So, uh, I mean, I think they're both equal in that regard. Um, I love I, I love both. I, I couldn't have one without the other. You know, like what's the peanut butter and jelly sandwich with one slice of bread? Okay. Okay, I don't know what that is. I don't know what you call that, but uh, we don't. We're not gonna fuck with that. So we need two slices of bread. Right. And um, uh, rap and boxing is my is, is the bread to my sandwich. Okay. Exactly, I get you. Okay, so in terms of you know what I had mentioned in the beginning with uh, the the last video that you were on with math in terms of the entertainment industry. Um, you all had talked about some negatives that were in the industry and, and we had, you know, had a discussion and said that, you know, we would rather turn this into positives because there are things that are positive about the industry. So um, specifically, you know, what I really got from that video and what I wanted you to elaborate on is maintaining your morality as you basically progress through life. And as you progress through your industry, it really doesn't matter, you know, uh, what industry you go into, whether it's sports, whether it's acting and, and entertainment and healthcare, like there's temptation everywhere. So I want to know personally, you know, what are some things that you've done to maintain your morality, keep your moral compass on North um, as the world around you is just, you know, trying to get you. I mean, I think, I think knowing who I am. Hmm. So I think defining, I think defining um, who you are will always keep you on the right path. Defining who you are and having the courage to be who you are. Right? And the definition of who you are requires a lot of external removal. Okay? Finding and identifying who you truly are requires, especially um, if, you, if, if you're black, male or female, it requires a lot of external vetting and external purging because there's so many other coaches and people with their hands in, 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 in our pot as, as people. So I went through a process through meditation, through prayer, through isolation, and I found out who, who I was. I'm the original man. I'm the creative math. I created science. I created martial arts. I created medicine. Everything that came into existence on this, on, on this, spinning, on this spinning green ball of grass has something to do with my people. So once I realized who I was, it created this, 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 this powerful ego. It created this sense of pride. It created this, 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 this confidence that nobody could intervene or interrupt. Like I just knew I was the shit. Mm-hmm. So when I was met with 
opposition or a difference in opinion, I didn't give a fuck because I stopped looking for validation. I stopped looking outside myself and I started looking into myself. And that's what um, helped me with, you know, truly, truly changing. Now, the music business, there's nothing positive about the music business because the music business is evil and is governed by the devil. Okay? Um, and you have to understand that we're dealing with a clever devil. See, the devil is a scientist, not the highest level of scientist, but the devil is a scientist. The devil is the angel of confusion, right? So by design, a lot of people who have oppressed black people, they have worked directly with the devil. See, slavery, a lot of people, you people don't even realize like slavery is is was a form of witchcraft. Slavery, it was a lot of magic. It was a lot of magic and witch and witchcraft that, you know, um, that these Europeans indulged in during those times and even to this day. And they're casting spells on our people. Okay? Um, you know, gang culture, homosexuality, drug usage, all these things are designed to destroy us as a people. Homosexuality is weaponized because black, black men possess the ability to genetically erase and annihilate white people. And that's not our intention, but they fear genetic annihilation because our melanin, you know, our ability who as a people, we, we genetically, we are superior to everything on this planet. So if you have a black man who wants to run in another black man's ass, and if you have a black woman who wants to lick on another woman's vagina, then you guys never procreate, you never reproduce, and you never live at your highest vibration. Now, people say I was born this way. You wasn't. You was conditioned. Do you know that there's chemicals in the food that make you aggressive? Do you know that there's chemicals in the weed that make you aggressive? Do you know there's chemicals in the food that speed up and interrupt your growth plates? Do you know there's chemicals in the food that make you feel sexual? aphrodisiacs but you think you you think oysters is the only thing you can eat to get your coochie wet okay you know the devil i told you the devil is the scientist not the greatest scientist but a scientist and he has cultivated in his digital lab ways to convert our people into homosexuals ways to convert our women into lesbians ways to convert our black men our strong powerful black men into homosexuals you know not just through black male masculation but a scientific, it's a chemical warfare that's taking place. We're not, and this is bigger than chemtrails. You know, we're talking about, we got nanotechnology. There's so much shit going on right now that our people, because they're not studying, because they're not taking the tough journey to identify who they are, they're falling victim to it. And the only way for us to really rise is to be informed. And it has to be an uninterrupted, um, informed mind. So how I was able to navigate through this again was identifying who I am, who I am, who I am, and, and, and what um, have my people accomplished, okay? I could care less about the music industry. I love music. I could care less about the music industry. And yeah, so that's just my, that's my response to what, to, 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 to what you was asking. Okay. 
And I could agree with several points that you made in terms of just how our community is, is targeted and, you know, they see our power and they don't essentially want us to, you know, continue to grow. So I see that. Um, I would say, you know, just on a personal aspect, like it took me so many years to find out my history. You know what I'm saying? Like we're not taught these things in school. We spend eight hours a day from kindergarten to 12th grade and then even beyond. Let me say something. Let me say something. Who you who you allow to stand behind you is a form of endorsement, right? So as you say that, the first thing I see behind you, I see, I see um, white supremacist emblems, and I see a white woman. Behind you shouldn't be that cracker. Behind you should be Asada Shakur. Behind you should be Nazinga. Behind you should be Angela Davis. Behind you should be Harriet Tubman. Behind you should be um, Amelia Bassano. She's the black woman who wrote everything for Shakespeare. This is who we put behind us. So we have to be that intentional. See, I don't just look at the video that we're having. I look in the video, right? So as you identify who you are as a black woman, you have to, you have to take a conscious effort of removing, you know, the Wonder Woman and no, you know, and understanding that those those things are not just W's. There's no different from the double lightning bolts. That's a form of white supremacy. That's white supremacist logos. So once you understand and you dive more deep into signs and symbols, you know, because every sign and symbol has power. It's a vibration, right? So how you think creates how you feel. How you feel becomes an emotion. That emotion becomes a vibration. That vibration becomes a magnet that attracts things to you. So the thoughts you have about yourself as a black woman creates these emotions. You're gonna, it's the reason why you put that stuff up on the wall behind you. And some of them things on the wall behind you, if you truly understand who you are, you would take down and put a picture of yourself up there. Go to the gym, get a nice pump, and have your locks swinging like a warrior that you are, right? And you have a picture of yourself because you see the inspiration for one, the inspiration for Wonder Woman came from you. The Amazon goddess, that came from you. Now, 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 look how white the legs on that crack is. And she's supposed to be from the Amazon. How does it, how does it, look, you know how hot the Amazon is? Mm -hmm. It ain't snowing in the Amazon, okay? Mm -hmm. She comes from a tribe of Amazons, but she looked like she, she didn't been in Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah. All right, but yeah, I'm listening, go ahead. But yeah, um, I was just mentioning that, you know, we're denied of our history. And, you know, for so many years, it takes us like, after the fact, to really dive deep. Do me a favor. Do, uh, sorry, sorry. Do me a favor, because uh, not not to cut you off. That's bothering me. Could you? Could you? Could you? Could you? Could you even anger the camera, or, or you want to take that down? You got a picture of yourself around? Uh, no, not on me. You want me to take it down right now? Yeah, 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 yeah. Get that crack about it, please, man. Please, please. Yeah. All right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You want? I'm fucking with you. I'm fuck. Let's, let's, let's go. Okay, now. Okay, now I'm away. Let's go. Okay, talk to me, Queen. Talk, talk black to me. Now you just on your journey. You figure out how I feel. Now you, okay, I'm listening. Yeah, I'm listening now. I'm really listening now. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Um, it just takes us after the fact until we're really on our own and we're by ourselves to learn more about our history. Like I'm 23 and I'm just learning, you know, more about how brutal slavery really was. You know, they just told us we just came over on boats and we we're just picking cotton. It was so much more than that, you know, in terms of, of revolutions and the civil rights and, 
you know, more activists that we don't even, you know, hear about, you know, the Huey Newtons and, and of course that, you know, it's just Martin Luther King, but there's so many more people behind him. And so um, I would say, where should people start, especially somebody, you know, that's in a position like me, that's just young and we're kind of seeing everything for how it is. And we're learning that a lot of entities have lied to us or they're either telling us half of the truth. So where should people even start? You never forgot who you, who you are. You never forgot. See, the black woman's role is wisdom and balance. You as a black woman, you are the smartest living, breathing organism on this planet, period, right? So we have to start with meditation. We have to start with meditation. We have to start with meditation. We have to start with reprogramming a subconscious mind, okay? Through positive mantras and affirmations. And your mantras and your affirmations have to be the accomplishments of your people. That's why I said put Nzinga up on that wall because Nzinga, woo! Listen. Nazinga, you see the movie Black Panther, you see the women, the, the women with the bald heads with the spears, mm -hmm. those were black, those were the real ninjas. Those were the women that came from the Dahomey tribe. And Nazinga was the queen ruler over those, over those warriors. This was a powerful black sister. Strong, I mean, she was a, a monster, right? In a good way. So you, so you say, well. If I'm the black woman, I'm wisdom. Wait a minute. I created math. Oh, I taught the black man. We the original people, but you a little, you know, you got a little, you know, you got a little, you got a little edge on me. Yeah. And we love it because we protect our women. We love it. You got a little edge on me. You smart. You the smartest thing ever. So you say, well, I'm, I invented math. I, now you start talking that to yourself and you start having those thoughts to yourself as a black woman through meditation. I'm not a stripper. I'm not swinging from no pole. I'm not twerking for nothing. If I catch a bag, listen, if I catch a cramp in my leg and I start twerking, I'm, I'm going to curse out that Charlie horse and be still until the pain resides because it ain't going to be no shaking no more. All right? So the, the, the key is through the subconscious mind. The key is through meditation. The key is through mantras, right? And affirmations. And your mantras and your affirmations has to be the accomplishments that all the black women that came before you have achieved on this planet. How you think creates how you feel. How you feel becomes an emotion. That emotion becomes a vibration. That vibration becomes a magnet that attracts things to you. You, my black sister, are the most powerful thing ever, period. Now you have to think those thoughts to yourself. And then the proof is in a pudding because when you search for the accomplishments that black women have achieved on this planet, the Library of Congress can't hold enough books in their hallways to house all the accomplishments black women have achieved on earth. Mm. And that's how you, and that's where you start. Okay, I can see that. And, and I definitely understand that. And, and I think that more people should, should be on that path to doing that. But one thing I do see is like, Again, how you how you mentioned the, uh, I guess the the temptations we'll say that are imposed on our society, especially in terms of you know media. What are, what are you know young people seeing now? All we're seeing is you know 
uh, the topics that you had had listed in terms of the drug usage and the violence and uh, the other entities that, you know, you feel as though are imposing our community to destroy us. So LGBTQ, the fake ones, because, you know, once once LGBTQ integrated with the Black Lives Matter movement and let's be clear, Black Lives Matter is an organization just like the NAACP. The NAACP is owned by Jews and Black Lives Matter is owned by white people and homosexuals. Homosexuals created Black Lives Matter as a way to become a Trojan horse. So I want you to, this is, this is a very powerful thing I'm saying. Black Lives Matter is LGBTQ's Trojan horse. And, they, and, and, and so if you know the story of the Trojan horse, um, the Trojan horse was a gift the opposing army gave, gave to their opposition because, you know, but inside the horse, it was a giant horse, looked like a statue. The mm-hmm. army was, 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 was hidden inside. So that was the only way they could, they could breach their opposition's gate. They gave them a gift and the gift was like, almost like trying to say it's, it's a peace treaty, but it wasn't. Mm-hmm. And once they got through the enemy lines, all the soldiers came out the horse while the other people were sleeping and they killed them. And that's how they got in. Mm-hmm. Now, I say LGBTQ is the Trojan horse. I mean, LGBTQ is the army inside Black Lives Matter, which is the Trojan horse, is because every step of the way, they were connecting Black Lives Matter with, 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 with gay pride. And then when Biden got elected, no executive orders were passed to protect Black people. There were executive orders passed to protect homosexuals. There were executive orders passed to protect Chinese people, but there was no executive orders passed to protect black people. So what did integrating homosexuality with Black Lives Matter do? It protected homosexuals and didn't protect black people. But with white people, um, they use their their skin color to get the rights for their, you know, homosexual, uh, you know, rights. I feel as though it's, it's just not the same for white LGBTQ and then black LGBTQ. So I feel as though- Right, because, because homosexuals deal with prejudice, mm-hmm. black people deal with racism. Yeah. Now, see, the racism that we have dealt with as black people has been deadly. The racism that we have dealt with as black people has lasted over 500, 600, 700 years. Mm-hmm. The prejudice that homosexuals have dealt with pales in comparison to the racism, the dead, the deadly, the deadly racism that black people have been forced to live under while being in America. This is why there needs to be a separation from homosexual and black lives matter, Mm -hmm. right? This is why it has to be a, a, a separation between homosexual issues and black people issues. Let's not mix the two. Well, you fuck in your bedroom is your business. You choose to to stick and pop and lick whoever you want. I didn't, you know, being black was a birthright. I had said that, um, you know, going back to the, what you said, the things that are perpetuated into our community in terms of, you know, uh, like you said, the homosexuality, uh, violence, drug usage, you know, just the, the inappropriate sexual content, things like that. Do you feel as though our community is, is too far gone and that maybe people aren't able to break out of that? No, 
because we are who we are, wherever we are, no matter what conditions we, we, we're put under or placed under, we're still, we're still black people, right? We're still, we're still the original people. And it's already decreed by God, the most high, that those who are last shall be first and those who are first shall be last. So we're coming into power, period. You know, and white people know that, homosexuals know that. You know, the ones who fear white genetic, ge genetic annihilation, they know that. So they're trying everything in their power to destroy. It's no difference from a president knowing he, his term is over in the White House. Now he wants to try to blow up the White House because he knows that once this next regime comes into the White House, mm -hmm. his, his, his term is going to be for eternity. Mm -hmm. So they're trying everything in their power to interrupt what God has promised to all of us. See, man may plot, but God is the best planner. So there's no, there's nothing to stop our rise um, to power. Um, there was a, there was a, a part in Willie Lynch, right? And, and I strongly suggest everybody watching this, um, look up the Willie Lynch letter. And there was a sequence in the Willie Lynch letter where he said, we have destroyed every avenue by which light has entered the mind of the slave. If we can only extinguish the slave's ability to see the light, then they will be on the same level as the beast in the field. Man cannot extinguish man's ability to see light. Man cannot hinder or stop man's ability to grow, evolve, and spiritually heal. That is a gift given to us by God, which is called free will. We have will, and it's free, and it can never be imprisoned. You can imprison my body, but you cannot imprison my mind. And if I free my mind, I have enough power in my mind to actually free my body. It will never be too late. It's already happening. I have eighth grade education. How powerful is God? I have a drug addicted mother. How powerful is God? Look at me now. I had no support from my family. Look at me now. I've been to prison. I've been homeless. I was 13 years old, an alcoholic, drinking 40 ounces, devil spring, Henny, smoking cigarettes, drinking 12 packs of beer every day at 13 years old. I was an alcoholic. I haven't smoked or drunk in, I can't even, maybe over 10 years. I can't even remember last time I had some liquor in my system. I'm, I'm not in the street. I'm not gangbanging. I'm not homeless. I'm doing phenomenal for myself. How good is God? So it's never, it's, it's, it's never, it's never too, it's not even, that doesn't even apply. That's non-applicable to our people because we're already elevating even this conversation look what you did i said hey get that crack off your wall you didn't say what do you mean you took that crack off your wall mm -hmm. feel me so you my sister definitely has to be in a position of leadership because you're worthy of that leadership as well as myself so no i mean it, it's, it's it's happening now and what and, and, and hey we're late to the party but the dj still gonna play the music when we get there I feel that. So in terms of the, the temptation, and I'm just assuming it took you a while to, you know, become disciplined and purge yourself. So what is some advice that you would give in terms of the face of temptation? Because it, like you said, it comes in many different ways, whether it's just like the job is asking you to do something that you really don't want to do, or, you know, you're in a relationship and you see somebody else, or you want to diet even, and like you're in the store, you're looking at something you know you shouldn't be eating. So in terms of temptation, like, what do we do to resist? You just said it, right? You said you got to look at something first. See, in the Quran, the remedy that, that Allah has given Muslims 
um, in believers is to look away, <laughs> lower your gaze. See? Very simple. <laughs> look away. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a good way to put it. Um, I, I just say on a personal aspect that, you know, sometimes looking away is it's just, it's, it's easier said than done. But I do believe that, you know, with everything that you talked about in terms of discipline and-, and Easier all, done, easier done than said. Easier done than said. Mentality is definitely a mentality thing. So Right? So, because how you think creates how you feel. We said nothing about talking, right? How you think creates how you feel. So easier done than said. I don't have to say anything. I'm just going to do it. And I'm doing it because I'm thinking it. Mm. You see? So, and we speak. Master, we speak the mastery of our struggles into existence in a way that allows us to, to do it, right? So it's just extreme optimism. Oh, this is easy. I got it. <laughs> I'm looking away. Well, oh, wow. I want to get a cupcake. No, I'm good. Uh, 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 salmon and kale dinner is going to taste better. And it's true. Gotcha. Right? Yeah. yeah Patience. I- because that feeling, that feeling of, of, of temptation will pass when you keep moving. Mm. You know? I could be sitting there saying, oh, man, she got a fat ass. Oh, yeah, I want to, oh, I'm going to pussy. Yeah, okay. Oh. But if I put my head down, look away, and focus on what I'm doing, oh, let me look up this interview with, with Bill Gates. Okay, cool. Eventually, that feeling of harney is going to pass. Mm-hmm. When I'm not looking, sometimes we, we keep, we, you, know, you know, you keep playing with fire, you're going to get burnt. <laughs> yeah. Just leave the kitchen. Yeah. Run if you have to. <laughs> Listen, let me tell you something. You know, I'm going to give you an example of masturbation, right? And, 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 you know, everybody masturbates, right? But it, it got to a point where I was masturbating too much because, you know, I wasn't having sex like that. I, I'm training, I'm boxing, I'm getting real horny. I noticed when I stopped looking up porn, it was easier to stop masturbating. Mm-hmm. When I stopped looking at things that were sexual, it made it easy for me to focus and lock into what I'm doing. And I found that that feeling would pass when I had the courage and the discipline to suffer a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'll be right there looking at some porno. I, I fuck that, throw the phone there. Uh, I'll, be, I'll be ready, listen. Mm-hmm. I listen, I have the baby oil you ready. The baby oil, the toilet tissue ready to go to work. And I say, you know what? Nah, fuck it, I just get up and I, I just run outside. I leave my phone, I just run outside. Now, I ain't gonna listen. I'm not no purpose. I'm not gonna be outside on the corner trying to masturbate, right? So, you know, I would just stay. And eventually, I start to realize something. Damn, that feeling will pass. See, temptation is temporary. And that's a mantra I have for myself when I'm dealing with. T- oh, this shit is temporary. This shit is temporary. Watch, you're gonna be laughing at it. I know because there's plenty of times I've slept with women and right, and as soon as I bust the nut, I looked at her like, I played myself. Yeah. I just sh- look, I just shared my energy with somebody who was undeserved. Yeah. You feel me? So temptation is temporary. 
And and once you once you understand that it's temporary, you 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 remove yourself until that feeling of temptation passes because it is temporary. Mm-hmm. I can see that, and I understand for sure. And definitely gonna start applying that mentality to you know myself because it's like you said, it's it's just really a mental thing, and and we could progress a lot more if we just have the mental fortitude. So one for sure, but you but but see, but you got it's, it's cultivated. You have mm-hmm. to practice. It's cultivated. You have to practice. You have to train your mind to be fortified, mm-hmm. right? So that's why I said it's easier done than said. Easier said than done, right? Mm-hmm. So if it's, I don't have to, I have to practice. I have to practice the discipline. And mm-hmm. then when I practice the discipline, I will become stronger. It will become easier. Mm-hmm. And this is how you, you do it and you do it for real. No cap. Got you. So what's one one final piece of advice you would give to young people, uh, you know, younger than us that are trying to make their way through life? You know, everything that we've we've gone over today, what's your final point that you feel as though is the, the strongest thing to leave off on? Man, be a Muslim, man. I mean, look into the Muslim religion, read the Quran. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, like, you know, I think, I think, I think Islam is just so powerful. I think, you know, um, and I get that there's some crazy Muslims, there's some crazy people all over the world. But I think just reading the Quran, um, establishing a better relationship with God and 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 being bold with that. Everybody wants to be bold with everything else. You wanna, you wanna. You know, Lil Nas X wants to run outside with a G-string and baby oil on his ass. Mm-hmm. But you can't say, but you can't say, you know what? I believe in God. Mm-hmm. See, it's time to make God viral. It's time to make God uh, 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 cool. God needs a billion trillion followers on Instagram, okay? You know, I, I think I think through establishing a better relationship with God, it will allow you to establish a better relationship with yourself. And having a better relationship with yourself, having a better relationship with yourself will be the key ingredient to changing and turning around in your life and creating a support system and loving yourself and making sure you surround yourself with people who celebrate you, not tolerate you. Always surround yourself with people who celebrate you and not tolerate you. And the best way to see who loves you is to love yourself and then come around them. Because when you love yourself, that's a vibration. And if there's a contrasting vibration, you will see it. You will feel it because those people that don't give a fuck about you, when you give a fuck about yourself and you go anywhere near them, they're going to show you. They're going to act funny. They're going to leave because you're going to repel them away. Okay? And sometimes people stay close enough to you to make you feel like they're part of your success but further enough away from you to where they don't have to put in the work to contribute to your actual success. Okay? So be mindful of the fake and the phonies and the snakes in the grass. Okay, and everybody in your circle in your life should be should, should be tested and should be held accountable. You 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 love me, but it ain't never rained yet. So I don't know if, if it's a well. Listen, I finna go up in the clouds and make the mother and turn the faucet on and make them rain and see if you got a motherfucking umbrella for me. And if you don't, then you gotta go. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, you know everybody watching this, you know what I mean we we here, man, and it's one day at a time. Follow follow. The smart guy underscore. Follow me. I'm telling you, I'm I'm somebody you need to be listening to out here. Okay. Um, I'm fighting December 25th, and we're fighting 
and the, you know, we're fighting to build a, a rec center um, in Harlem, first of many. I want to build one rec center, one huge rec center in every borough. So the proceeds from the actual box, from the boxing match is going towards building a digital recreational center controlled and owned by the motherfucking people. Mm -hmm. So this is what I'm fighting for, literally, figuratively and literally. This is what I'm fighting for. And I got I, I got an eighth grade education. So if I got tongue tied, excuse me, pardon me. OK, mm -hmm. I ain't going to say every white man word right. Mm -hmm. All right. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? So, um, yeah. And, 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 and that's it. And take it one day at a time. And, 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 and we're here. That's powerful. And, and your conversation, honestly, this this definitely uplifted me and allowed me to, you know, see some new perspectives and apply it to myself. And most importantly, I admire what you're doing because we do need that outlets for our young people. So that's that's really dope. And we're going to definitely tune into that fight. So, Man, let me tell you something. And I know we're going over time, but this is important. Let me just say this last thing. Right. Because this is this is this has been uh, I want to save the best for last. Right. Mm -hmm. And. I gotta make a video on my phone of this too, so it don't get. I'm not posting this. I'm just gonna. I'm this last part. I, I have to make sure it's on my page. This is this this is this is very important to me. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm gonna make the first complete transparent business plan for us building a center, and in that business plan, I'm gonna put my living expenses in there because everybody thinks when you're donating to black people, when you're when you're everybody thinks that. When you're trying to build something, you're pocketing the money. No, the past that the church is pocketing the money. Okay? Yeah. So I, we're building this digital recreational center. And in our, on the website, I'm going to put, look, I need this amount of money to move around, keep food in my stomach, clothes on my back. Yeah. I need all that shit. Okay? I need that money to have in order for me to be in the right mental headspace to build this digital recreational center. And if anybody knows me, which you will, when you follow me at the smart guy underscore, you have, you will see I've spent years, not with my hand out, but with my hand in my pocket, grinding, hustling and going. So I, I'm going to, I'm going to get the money. You guys are going to see a phenomenal uh, a boxing match. I'm going to knock the motherfucker out. I'm sorry. It's just business. It's nothing personal. Yeah. Um, and we're going to take that. We're going to take that money. And we're going to build a rec center. And the money that I don't spend on the rec center is going to be in the business plan on where I spent it. I spent it on gas. I spent it on food. Mm -hmm. Okay? And I spent it on a couple outfits because I'm not going to be out here looking crazy. Period. And I think when our black leadership, especially the black men, they know how to actually say what they need, every area needs to get covered, then we'll... Then it, it will allow for that leadership to, to live and thrive and be trusted. Okay. Because black, black men are the only ones expected to put every dollar that they get and white people don't spend none of that shit. They all St. Jude's hospital, you name it, all these fake ass non-for-profits, they pocket that money, get rich and make you think that they're really doing what they're supposed to be doing. Barack Obama raised $150 million. Oh, you think, you think what? He, he, he put twenty dollars in his bank account. So um, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna be very honest with the financials, and I think this has never been done before. It's a new approach, and um, I, I'm excited about it. 
I'm for I'm for black people. I'm for my people, and I'm a, and I, I'm gonna keep it real as I can. You know, at all times. And when I say real as I can, because I'm still growing, I'm still learning, I'm still, you know, so I can only keep it as real as I can at this point in my life. And I'm still going to grow and evolve. Mm-hmm. I'm still a young man. You understand? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's just wanted to say. I, that's what I wanted to leave on a close up. Yeah. So, again, Smart, wanted to thank you for the, the value that you've added. December 25th, we're going to tune in and follow him at the, um, at the smart guy underscore. Underscore. <laughs>